welcome to visit with Grandpa. Imagine the streets and the interstates if we never cleaned car wrecks up and let them pile up. Whoa, how well would those streets work after a few wrecks? Here comes another car. Oh, well, that was my life until I learned how to clean up my emotional wrecks. And now I train mentors to help their families and their friends with addictions. So let's get started. This is from Brene Brown. If you trade your authenticity for safety, you may experience the following anxiety, depression, eating disorder, addiction, rage, blame, resentment, and inexplicable grief. So we don't want to trade who we are for safety. We want to figure out a different way of doing that. Does that make sense? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. An authentic car wreck is what we find at the scene of an accident. It is the wreckage. Someone may tell insurance company or the police a false report of what happened, but the wreckage is still the same. So as you thought for the last few days about a car wreck as, a, as I invited you to do, or if you didn't, please think of a wreck, car accident or something like that you've witnessed in the past. Just think of it right now, kind of analyze it and think, hmm, what was it like? Where was the car? What was it? What had happened? So it doesn't matter how long ago it was. It's just, is the wreckage still there? Or has it moved? If it's not there, and hopefully it's not, what did they do before they cleaned up the wreckage? Just raise your hand if you know. I'm on any volunteers? Yep, you got it. They called the police and found, the police came and investigated and found the cause of the wreck. Was the person going too fast, too slow, what, you know, whatever. They answered the why, what was going on. And for what reason did they do that? Well, obviously it's to prevent future wrecks. It's for safety. We talked about Brene Brown. We don't want to trade our authenticity for safety. So for safety reasons, they look to see the, what the authentic wreck was caused by. And like I said in the last podcast, if we didn't clean up our emotional wrecks, or excuse me, our car wrecks, it would stop all of our roads. We wouldn't be able to drive. And if we did, it would be an unproductive place. You know, you think about it, in the olden days, when they rode horses and that, it wasn't as bad. But now with cars, you know, horses, unfortunately, would get eaten by other animals, but cars don't. So you can imagine what would happen, and you can see a difference in the way things have changed. However, like I said before, we do something just as crippling in, in our lives if we don't clean up the emotional wrecks. Even in days of old, maybe now that we have cars, we have more emotional wrecks than they did in days of old. 
I don't know. Boy, there is a lot of problems in society today, so I don't know. But what is an emotional wreck? An emotional wreck is when we have a trauma or an embarrassment or some experience of something painful and we can't answer why. The why. Why did it happen? The more pain we experience, the more intense the fear is. But even a small emotional wreck with a little fear can change our lives dramatic, dramatically. dramatically. And how would it do that? Well, it's because emotional wrecks can cause us to wear lenses of fear, of unknowingly recreating the experience. Especially, I think I've used an example before, but let me tell you what happened to me. It was very minor. In the fifth grade, I realized that my choir director didn't like my singing. Up to the fifth grade, up until the fifth grade, I loved to sing. And you know, I was probably changing my voice. I used to be a squeak, you know, I started squeaking and then <clears throat> start to get, go where I am now and things happen. But when I didn't sound good, he had to hide me in the choir in other areas when we performed because, you know, it would have been embarrassing, probably more embarrassing than what he did to me. But what he did to me was embarrassing because it hurt me. I love to sing until then. And at that moment, I when he took me from the experience of when I was five golden rings to 12 lords of leaping in the Christmas song, and I realized that he was didn't like my singing, it hurt. So I put on lenses that said, Grandpa, oh, I wasn't a grandpa then. Grandpa, little kid, little kid grandpa, I can't sing. And I need to not sing because people don't like my singing. So even though that emotional wreck was in the fifth grade and I've cleaned it up, I haven't started singing at all like I used to. I can't restart those flames of my love for singing. Sad, huh? Right? Well, because you'd probably like to hear me start singing right now in front of all of you, right? You can just imagine a good old Christmas song from Grandpa. What was truly sad was my minor fear that others laughed at my singing, as did the choir teacher. Which is most likely not true because he was a great person and he was just protecting me from embarrassment that could have happened if I, if somebody would have heard my crackly voice. But what he did gave me a reason to create and wear lenses that I no longer like to sing. And even though the lens is gone, I still don't have a habit of singing. What is it or what it is intense or if it lasts a long time, we place more energy in that emotional wreck than we do in something that we worry about that might happen. Excuse me. I just said that wrong. When something is intense or it lasts a long time, we, we place a lot of energy in that memory. And what makes us worried is if it could happen again. And I'll explain what I call the Sargent effect in a future podcast, but it is, just by definition, it is the feeling that if everything doesn't happen the way I 
think it should, something bad is going to happen. So those high energy emotional wrecks, if not cleaned up, start to limit our potential and our authentic self because we lose or we lose and have a fear of losing that control because bad things could happen. And as they do, it just continues to verify that we're wearing the correct sunglasses or not sunglasses, but eyeglasses or it could be sunglasses that and that we need to you know continue to wear those sunglasses or eyeglasses because if not we're not going to be safe we trade our authentic self for safety and Brene Brown told us the consequences for that was all those bad things that she talked about afterwards therefore what we need to do is teach ourselves to clean up our emotional wrecks just like we do car wrecks. Our next, I mean, my next podcast, the one we next listen to next, will teach us how our coach is not coaching us, but letting our super champion or our subconscious mind run amok, run default. Sounds scary, right? I sorry, I didn't mean to worry you, but we do. We let our subconscious mind just run in default. I like to say run run amok because it doesn't have anything controlling it because it hasn't been taught. And it's scary because we have to get our own coaches under control so that we can help mentor our mentees to duplicate our self-cleaning process. As we learn it ourselves, then we can teach it to our mentees and help them too. And that's going to be exciting because we, I'll say this together, are awesome, right? So we need to remember that when we go, oh, I got all this stuff to clean. That's okay, because we're still awesome. Whether you're clean or whether you're not, whether you're in default or in, you know, running the muck or in default, whatever, we're still awesome because we are. We've been through all the emotional wrecks we've experienced and we're still standing. We're still what? We're still standing, just as our mentee is. So what I want you to do and I invite you to do is just as you thought back to an emotional wreck in our last podcast, this time, excuse me, no, no, I get this mixed up. Just as you thought back of a car wreck in our last podcast, this time think of an emotional wreck in your past and label it. Labeling something is a powerful start to gaining control of an emotional wreck. Give it a label, any label you want. And if you do, it is it is an ability to say this is what it is, so we know what it is. And it's no longer a scary boogeyman because we have given it a label. Sound cool? I think so. So on our next time together, I hope you will have tried that. 
so that you can feel the power that you can start taking now over your emotional wrecks by just saying this is emotional wreck number seven or this is emotional wreck fifth grade or this is emotional wreck embarrassment and you will feel a new sense of control so what have I invited you to do think of an emotional wreck start getting control over it just by labeling it as you do so just kind of be conscious and feel that new sense of power right because it's awesome power and awesome power comes from awesome people see you later